Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds and End Podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the shortened week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Um, yeah, doing all right here. Let me uh, share my screen so we can uh, go through this here. Let's see. So uh, I got your name up here in bright, shining light, Dave nice. Singh. Famous so I'm going to make you famous. <laughs> it won't be long now. Uh, anyways, good to have a long weekend, get caught up on some things. This is a relatively uh, new holiday the last few years, so uh, it can affect data. Um, and also, uh, some people even forget that it's a holiday because it's not something that's baked in our memory bank. But um, anyway, um, just be aware, like with uh, cross-market activity, uh, you know, Europe was open, uh, Canada was open for business. And so if things are traded on, um, you know, similar issues but they're traded on both exchange there can be some extra anomalies when you start trading on tuesday um, just keep that in mind anyway we're going to take some time here and review what where we came from this uh, last week here so uh let's see sector performance uh, june 12th to 16th um first of all the one day that was friday we had utilities finally coming around and uh shining a bit more defensive obviously uh, even real estate, consumer defensive, healthcare, so industrials, all those more so on the defensive side. What where the profit taking occurred was communication services and technology. And you can see for the week that technology was on top, consumer cyclical second. Now basic materials finally shine too a bit because say during the um, debt ceiling concerns, the dollar was a bit elevated. And then um, as we started to approach this FOMC meeting this week here, uh, the dollar did uh, relax and people were thinking, hey, they're not going to raise uh, interest rates this time around. And maybe it's going to be less less aggressive going forward. So that will relax the dollar a little bit, because if they raise rates, that strengthens the dollar. Or if we anticipate that they're going to raise rates a lot, that strengthens the dollar. And the opposite is true. Uh, so continuing on here, uh, again, the basic materials uh, through utilities sector at large contains a lot more symbols than what's contained in the sector spider ETFs. And so that's why you see a bit of performance difference. Basic materials is XLB associated, but XLB has fewer symbols. So you can see for the week the performance difference there. And um, Energy was uh, down for the week here as far as XLE, but slightly up uh, for the week here. And that's because of the mid cap and small cap energy stocks that are within this larger um, sector analysis. So um, the uh, outstanding one, obviously, uh, technology and consumer cyclical. So very risk on across the board. Economic reports. Why don't you comment on that, Dave? Yeah. So on Tuesday, we have a little bit of housing data, housing starts and um, report. And then Wednesday and Thursday is more eventful. We have Fed Chair Powell testifying to the House. And then on Thursday, Powell testifies to Senate panel. panel. So anytime he speaks, that could be a market mover. Um, you give us color as to how hawkish or dovish he is. And for yeah, now, well, and, and even even rates. when uh, and any Fed speaker right so anytime whether they're a voting member or non-voting member it can still be moving the markets um so there is some weight to what they say so it's not just 
not just Powell, um, but pay attention to any time anybody from the FOMC committee voting or non-voting is testifying, okay? Yeah, even Tuesday we have New York Fed President John right. Williams speaking. So, right. so Fed speak is a theme for the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, Thursday we have existing home sales. So there is a housing theme this week between housing starts and home sales. And then um, economic indicators, the leading economic indicators. And then Friday will give us some color as to inflation, so the services and manufacturing PMI. So it's expected that inflation keeps coming down, the, the rate of it at least. And uh, we'll see if Friday confirms that. So it's kind of a light week in terms of economic reports. But that's it. Okay. So I want to review. Um, you, you posted this for me last week here. You highlighted some of the key things. So... It indicated that for mid-month seasonality, uh, it was going to be more risk on. And mid-month seasonality started on June the 13th, right? And it's from the ninth business day uh, of the month until the 14th business day of the month, uh, on average, with the first few days being the heaviest weighted uh, for seasonality, because that's when payroll deposits and 401k money, the mid-month stuff goes in. And it usually goes into the market, which is why we get that bump in the middle of the month. Okay. And we looked at XOP, XLE, XLB. These, these should be a bit, a bit softer. Now, some of them can be impacted again by the dollar or by bonds, things like that. So, um, but I wanted to, I wanted to show that again. We did show this back on the 11th when we had our podcast. Okay, and then here's the individual symbols. Now, EQT is both in XLE and XOP. Um, Some of them, like PXD and AR, are also in there. uh, Slumberger, I think, is no, Slumberger is in both, but some are only in one of them. Um, And you got Mosaic and FCX in the XLB. So there's, there's quite a bit of exposure here to commodities and to the U.S. dollar. And what's funny about this is that even if, you know, we didn't sort of have this sort of more dovish expectation in terms of a skip for the FOMC that might weaken the dollar, like this is historic here in terms of what has happened in the mid-month of June. So there is some behind the scenes of where people put their money, like what do they tend to do when they get, when payroll happens? You know, what do these funds tend to do? How does this money go into the market and what does it go into? And that's why I think end of month, beginning of the month and mid-month seasonalities work so well is because there's a typical theme to how money goes into the market and where it ends up. And then the same thing would apply for expirations. There's, you know, a focus on those symbols that have more options coverage and things like that. So, interestingly enough, I took all these symbols here and these ones here and popped them in here. And this is the results of the entire list for June the 14th. So, had you taken that list and just literally bought those on the morning of the 14th, shorted these on the morning of the 14th and held them until the close, you would have made 1.65% return on capital. 
So nice. uh, the reason I have reason I have these in green here is because they went down, but you are short, so that means it's profitable. So the profit on average from this list was minus 1.93, and from this list was minus 0.28. And this was the Fed announcement day, so it had great volatility, and it actually ended up on the day. Um, and yet, look at all the ones that were under pressure here. So it went as advertised. Another thing is what gave an extra edge here that I have to point out, this is so significant, is, for example, FCX and Mosaic and some of the other basic materials, they had a big run up on the 13th, which was the first day of seasonality, which is kind of weird that they kind of ran ahead on that day. But you can see that they did so with the expectation on the dollar and the FOMC. And so they had a big run and and that gives you a great divergence backdrop going what is supposed to be weak for seasonality oh well this group is really strong prior to the window or as the window starts i'm gonna i'm gonna look for some nuggets there i'm gonna focus on that list and you could have even taken a subset of this and been successful you don't have to trade every symbol and if you went in and looked up some of these in the web screener looking at the odds and average performance from there you would have seen that some of them also in terms of the the move that we had on the 13th open the close we're showing uh probability of moving down or on the rsi we're showing probability of moving down or on the percent b we're showing probability of moving down so there's a multi indicator approach here in terms of what occurred and subsequent performance okay well keep that in mind and you can repeat this by going to the calendar the seasonality almanac calendar and look at uh, the symbols for expiration itself plug them all in and see what happened okay and keep repeating this so seasonal events have a higher propensity to perform as expected because they don't happen all the time. I'm not talking about, you know, just a sort of a benign, okay, it's a Tuesday. Well, what's the odds for symbols on a particular Tuesday? That can have some merit, but not as strong as mid-month seasonality. So mid-month seasonality was showing good performance for the Qs, also positive performance for the SPY. Did we get that? Yes, we did. And pretty substantial as well. Third Friday of the month was showing seasonality to be down, both the Qs and the, the uh, SPY. Was it down? Yes. Minus 0 0.80 was the average expectancy for Friday. Dave, do you know what it came in at? What did it come in? For close to close, came in at minus 0 0.71. Okay. And for open to close, minus 0 0.79 almost exactly what this showcases here this is on a wow. close to close basis but almost exactly what it showcases so my point was a lot of people might have got caught because we just had fomc on wednesday thursday was a big huge update with great signal to noise ratio and so friday has to be fantastic right well not according to this and so it, it went the way of seasonality, meaning that if you were trying to press performance on Friday, you may have been caught.
Now there were some things that 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 worked, but let me let's go and look at um, some of our stuff here. Okay, so I'm going to take you on a little bit of a journey. Okay, bear with me. I think it'll be good. Let's look at this one day performance again. This is what happened on Friday with the expiration seasonality. Okay, so the things that were strong got hit more so. Utilities that were weaker popped up a little bit. Okay, this is as expected. You can go look at the calendar for yourself, both the sectors and the symbols. Now let's just look at what's happened over this month so far. Again, technology, consumer cyclical, one and two. Okay, look at the three months. Technology, communication services, consumer cyclical. Now, Meta was, came back and did pretty well. Google was doing okay. So communication services had some big players kind of hold that up. And now let's look at year to date. Technology up point or three, 38.25%. Communication services up 3152 Consumer cyclical up 23.84. In any given year, so this is year to date already, in any given year, is this how markets perform every year? Do we always have technology up 38%? Or is that an outlier? Is this getting ahead of itself a lot? That's a couple year return. <laughs> I know. See, this is the thing. So, so we have to be on the alert, right? No different than, I don't know if you saw that, aircraft purchases are in a bubble because everybody's buying aircraft and and uh, they they're scrambling. There's more airlines coming online. Like we just we just came out of the pandemic, right? And and airlines were nearly all bankrupt, right? <laughs> and <laughs> and here we got now we're in a huge aircraft bubble. So this this feast and famine thing is happening a lot more, and um, these bubbles get created very very quickly these days it seems. Um, so uh, on the horizon we have um, a hurricane. Hurricane Brett's developing in the Atlantic, small at this point, but would probably make landfall, you know, somewhere uh, towards the Caribbean and uh, maybe Florida, perhaps. I don't know. Um, we've got uh, oil lower now, though, because we've got a Chinese uh, rate cut stimulus that people expect will fall short. So oil is kind of pulling back a little bit. Where normally, if we thought the stimulus was going to be fantastic, uh, it would probably rally. Um, now it could, if it pulls back a little bit, it could be a good buy, uh, especially if there's sometimes storms like hurricanes and stuff do pop up oil a bit more. Um, interesting left, uh, I don't know if you saw the headline about Barrick Gold is really pursuing copper. It says it's as strategic as gold is precious. So mm -hmm. copper, this is the... Uh, you know what's necessary and that kind of we'll have to watch uh, companies like fcx we'll have to watch what what's doing happening with copper um because copper was that thing that is also a recession measuring tool too right now um now let's go into the map of the market here oh wait one before i do that let's look quickly at capitalization just to see what's happened here capitalization so on the one day we had Small and mega both sold off the same amount. 
So that's really a risk off when you see that. But for the one week, large and mega were on top. Small has still been dragging. For the one month, mega and small. Small did kind of kick up a little bit um, right after the, well, actually already during the, the debt ceiling concerns and then it kicked up a little bit from a lagging position to kind of picking up its heels a bit. Um, and then let's go look at the year to date here. Year to date, mega 29.03. So again, when you think about technology up 38, most of it's coming from those mega caps. So they're gonna be very key to watch. And in the mid cap, which has some elements of growth opportunity uh, next, large cap, you know, that includes your blue chips and other stuff, which don't usually have that much massive growth potential. But um, the small cap is is the area that has more. Um, but it's still still lagging quite a difference between up 29 percent for mega and only up 6.4 for small. So when we think about potential for mean reversion, you know, these are the things that we have to think about. OK, um, now I want to flip back to. Well, I want to go to the map of the market, actually. So this is the one-day performance on Friday. You can see um, yeah, just some, some pretty interesting stuff. Look at Intel, for example. Intel up versus AMD down. AMD's had quite a volatile time of things for the last while. Something to do around its AI chips and sympathy with uh, NVIDIA and then sort of are they competitive? And it's all it's been it's kind of all over the place. <laughs> um, Adobe had earnings on Friday, uh, so that um, that held up pretty well. Tesla's been in, kind of in a league of its own, right, for quite a while already, um, and it's related to the the charging stations more than anything. Um, but that was the that was the one day, and and quite mixed through the whole thing. Now let's go to the one week. Let me take you on a little journey here. Okay, that's the one week. So you see energy hurting for the week. Healthcare plans, I wanna point out something here. These healthcare plans, okay, were really hurting for the week. But look at medical devices, medical instruments, diagnostics and research. So the, the tech and the supply side of all this, very different than the healthcare plans itself. So these are all in the same sector, XLV, but, a very different scenario here. And that's why you've got to also be industry minded, not just sector minded. There's a lot of money going in by governments into you know, hospitals and things like that. And it seems to be benefiting these particular groups, but not the healthcare plans themselves, okay? Okay. Let's go to the one month performance. You can see the defensive suffering a bit. Um, some aspects, again, of the consumer cyclical. So restaurants, not as strong for the month. Footwear, things not as strong for the month. But of course, Amazon and Tesla dominating the consumer discretionary area. Um, home improvement, doing okay. And it should be in the spring and summer. Usually it does better anyway. That's a bit of seasonality to that. Um, and then again, um, you know, difference between payment processors like Visa, MasterCard, and the banks, or even look at the difference between AX, American Express and PayPal. So, so a huge have and have not story for this particular month so far. And there may be a reason why these payment processors are 
you know, seen such divergence. But let's pay attention to that going forward, you know, um, because there's great opportunities for pair trading, great opportunities for, um, you know, some aspect of trend trading and also mean reversion looking for that too. Not everything that's down will spring back right away. Not everything that's up will retrace right away, but there is elements of both. And that's why I wanted to go through this journey here with you. Now let's look at the last three months. And you can see some, you know, incredible performance, Tesla up 44%, so on. Now let's flip to the year to date. Okay. NVIDIA up 192% year to date. You know, Microsoft, for a company of that size to be up 42, of course, the AI, the AI thing, Adobe, all these benefiting same anytime you know, let's stick an ai on something and you're going to see some the, the chip makers now the thing about the chip makers is it's very if we flip to the to the one year then you'll see like some of the chips way down versus the year to date a lot of them had a lid on it because of taiwan well the ai thing has really sort of launched them in spite of that now, the, the Taiwan thing might still be there, and I don't think it's going away anytime soon, um, but this whole AI creates, spawned a whole revolution here in a lot of the semis, software applications, um, you know, even hardware, communication services, things like that, meta with the metaverse. Um, so that's the, that's the year to date. Quite something. And then you look at even things like Lilly versus Johnson & Johnson. Would Do you think that that could be an incredible pair opportunity or with Pfizer, Lilly or something like that? Yeah, there probably is at some point over the next six months um, to a year, uh, some incredible opportunity for pairs to mean revert. Okay. But every week, I want to really encourage you all to, to – go in and look at what has happened and really get your bearings because that will play into how you can frame things how you use the web screener to to gather stuff and you guys can probably do a lot better than even the the lists that are published because you can be very specific in terms of dialing in and human vetting things as well as in the morning before the markets open you can adjust for whatever any new catalyst, new information. So um, the the web screener brings to your attention the behavioral statistics. You guys have the ability to go in there and rock and roll. Now, um, I want to point out something from me. She's he's got some interesting comments once in a while. This is just uh, what he did on yesterday, June 18th. Um, so he says. If there's a, if you think there's a strong labor market, think think again. Um, this is average weekly hours. So the average amount of hours worked 2006 to pre present is declining. So the economy is adding more workers, but they were working much fewer hours on average. So again, a lot of, you know, what the headlines publish and what's kind of touted versus what's really going on behind the scenes. I'm thankful for people like this that bring. Uh, things to our attention like that because we might not otherwise, you know, give it a second thought. So uh, again, the amount of hours work is declining across the board. People are working much fewer hours per week than pre-pandemic. 
so yeah, we had a huge jobs, you know, surge coming back. So it looks all fantastic, but the this was the employment usually full time down here, right? And the employment level here, non farm payrolls here, but the amount of hours worked is so much less. So just wanted to point that out. You can go to mishtalk.com and look it up yourself. And with that, uh, anything else, Dave? No, there's earnings though. Um, if you're earnings oh yeah, week, yeah. What's what's on for this week for earnings? Yeah, Tuesday we have FedEx. Um, revenue and earnings are expected to be down from last year. Uh, we have earnings down almost 28% from last year and revenue down 6%. So that's going to give some color as to how the economy is doing. Wednesday we have KB Homes and Winnebago. Winnebago is discretionary, and Thursday we have Darden Restaurants. So. Darden is also discretionary. So Winnebago and Darden talk about the consumer's discretionary spending, while KB Homes is the housing market, and FedEx is just the general overall economy, how, if, how it's doing. So those are the key ones for the week, and not much else. Yeah, both are very elevated, uh, KB, KB Homes and uh, FedEx, very elevated. Um, Friday, obviously, a bit of a pullback for both of them because of the seasonality and the market being down. Um, let's just take a look here at uh, where the SPY is sitting. Let's get rid of the draw thing here. So um, let's make it on the weekly. So again, the weekly the weekly was up and is showing like still like an air pocket. We've got room to go up to the uh, April 22, 2022 um, high there. We still we still could test that up in the 460 level in the SPY. And then above that, we got to go into uh, where we were just at the end of 2021, beginning of 2022, before we started melting down because of the war and stuff like that. So on the weekly, it looks like there's room. On the daily, we did pull back. So it'll, it will be interesting. We are climbing up the upper Bollinger Band with low volatility at the moment. Um, so this is high signal, low noise. That can persist for longer than you might like. At the same time, you know, a couple couple down days, potentially a lower high, and we may see a bit of a pullback. Now, next Sunday, we will talk about the seasonality for uh, the end of June because all five days fit into that one week. We Friday is June 30th, so everything ends at the, the last day of the month on a Friday as well. So that'll be interesting. And then we go into a shortened week the following week with July 4th holiday and so on. Um, just want to point out that we have the Russell rebalancing on the 23rd. So sometimes this week can be a bit trendy. Uh, watch your small caps. Sometimes they can move a little bit more. A lot of the adjustments have already been done, but there, there is adjustments that the people, uh, fund managers and benchmarkers do this week. So again, small caps, well, actually, I mean, it's the Russell 1000, 2000, and 3000. All three indices do get rebalanced. So it's kind of across the board. So just, just be aware of potential trendiness. Be aware of some small caps. The thing is that things that um, may have been IPO'd in the last year uh, prior to May 31st, um, they you know, may have inclusion eligibility they might be on the move things like that so anyway that's all the time we have for tonight thank you dave good luck all right have a good week thanks so much